Hey there, and welcome to High Vibe In It. I'm Lindsay Robinson, hypnotherapist and success mindset expert. And I'm Kelsey Aida, inspirational author and blogger slash manifesting expert. And we're best friends who are inspired to create a self-development podcast with a spiritual twist. To us, living a high vibe life is all about creating with intention, prioritizing how you feel, and making empowered choices that support your highest potential. Every week, we're here to help you learn how to live a more aligned, inspired life, start owning your power, and manifest the life of your dreams. Visit highvibeinit.com to connect with us on social media and learn about more ways we can help. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms so you never miss an episode. Now, we have a ton of value to offer you today, so let's dive in. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here. It's your co-host, Kelsey Aida, and I am here, as always, with Lindsay Robinson. And we also have a very special guest today, Miss Meredith Boggs. And she is super awesome because, well, I'll tell you what we're going to get into in a second, but she's a writer, a speaker, a blogger, and she has lots of wisdom on lots of topics. And we're going to blend them all together today to give you guys the real, real um, behind the highlight reel. like what Oh I- my God, that was incredible. <laughs> I love that. Before Thanks I get into it, I'm excited yeah. to hear. Meredith, I'm going to give you an introduction in a second, like an opportunity to tell everyone what you do and what you're yeah. all about. But first, I kind of want to give the context of like what inspired our conversation today, because we know that you're a relationship expert. You teach a lot about marriage and creating better relationships. And also your whole thing is like, what's behind the highlight reel, like the other half of life that you don't show everybody. So today we want to get really vulnerable and share and just like make it okay to not compare yourself to people on social media and their perfect relationships and their perfect life because that's only one half of the story. So Meredith, thank you for being here. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Hi, well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, yeah, I'm Meredith. I'm a born and raised Nashville girl, and I I write and speak and blog, and it's something that I I've always I feel like I've always been a writer at heart. Um, I just especially in the last five years, I would say, become really passionate about kind of exposing this other half of life that doesn't make the highlight reel. I think with the onslaught of social media, there it's almost really easy to curate lives for ourselves and to project to other people that we can even look at and we're like, wait, that's not my real life. But then we also at the same time fall into this trap of this mindless scroll and we're looking at other people's lives, but we're only seeing one half of it. And so we think, oh, their marriage is perfect. They have the most beautiful home or their kids are like all put together and they're never a mess. And it's like, no, you're only seeing the half that makes the highlight reel and there's another half where it's like their marriage may be really broken or they may be really struggling with some parenting issues um or, or you know at it's best, like maybe here's the thing like at best they're exactly like you yeah <laughs> they're just a normal person who probably works from home not wearing makeup yeah. wearing sweatpants every day like they've got laundry they've got dishes like their yeah. life is not your life is like yours. It's not glamorous, (laughs) but it's still beautiful in its own unique way. Yeah. Um, So that's something that I've just become really passionate about exposing and talking about in the last few years. And I mean, I think that covers everything from, from work, from marriage to relationships, faith kind of across the gamut. So 
yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Like I said, I live in Nashville um, with my husband. We are high school sweethearts, been married for seven years. Wow. We are expecting our first baby next spring. So we are really excited. Um, yeah, do you have a do? I'm sorry. Done. Don't say this if you don't want to, but do you have a due date? Yes, it is March 16th. <gasps> my so. son is March 17th. No way. Oh my I gosh. Have no, I have no expectation that the baby will come on the 16th. Right. I actually had a dream last week. <laughs> None of mine baby, ever did. I, I hear that. I had a dream last week that the baby was born on March 30th. And I was like, dear God, please no, I can't. I that's that's a long time, then. girl. Because yes. let me just say, both my first two were like eight days and 11 days late. So it does really? happen oh, okay. um, to me. Well, it happens to me. So I don't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> don't know good to to know. hopefully, hopefully I won't go that far. I either, love but. spring birthdays. Mine's in spring too. Oh, it's the man. best. Yes, huh? Yeah. Mine's, mine's on tax day though. It's like super awkward. My dad, my dad calls me his little tax deduction. Well, not anymore, but he did when I was a kid. I love that. <laughs> and I mean, if you knew my dad, you would appreciate it because he's just that way, but he's so funny. Um, so I also, and I have to touch on this just for a quick sec. Yeah. I saw in your bio that you are, you're like in the medical field. Yeah. I actually Please, This is so awkward, like so random. Please tell people what you do. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm a nurse by trade. I, um, I've been an RN for eight years now. I have a background in critical care ICU um, and I work for transport now. So critical care transport across the state of Tennessee. Um, and I love all of that, but probably the part about my job that I love the most is a couple years ago, there was a big push in the city of Nashville because we've had tremendous growth to um, bring more forensic nursing programs to the city mm -hmm. to serve victims of sexual assault. So I helped build and launch a team um, at Vanderbilt where I work. Um, so I'm a sexual assault nurse examiner and I am just so passionate about that, that part of my work. I love it. I take calls. So it's not, I don't wake up every day and go do that. It's call based. Um, but I just have really loved getting to serve um, that patient population in the city and just really I have so many dreams and ideas of like founding a nonprofit oh. and doing all these things within the city and then nationwide to better serve um, those people. And yeah. yeah, it's just, it's just been a huge, I love, I love the nursing side of my job. I um, I've done it full time and I've been writing and blogging and speaking full time. And I always joke with people, um, you know, people are like, I don't know how you work that much, how you do that all. And you know, when you work in a medical field, it's all shift work. So you go to work for 12 hours and you work three days a week, but then you've got, you know, you've got four other days that you're not working. Yeah. And I always tell people that aren't in the medical field. I'm like, everyone that works in healthcare, they all have, they all have two jobs. They've got their full-time job and then they've got like a side gig or something. And mm. I was like, my side gig just happens to not be in the medical field. It's something totally different, but yeah. I love, I love being able, um, like I worked a night shift last night and I loved going, getting my hands in patient care, taking care of really sick patients. And then I get to wake up today and my afternoon is spent finishing articles, recording podcasts and that kind of stuff. So it's, I feel like I really get to tap into both sides of my brain yeah. and do completely different skill sets. Um, completely really different. And, and by the way, yeah. you're, I know you have to be such a special soul to work and do the work that you do. So just thank you on behalf of any woman who ever needs your service um, it's, it's incredible. So thank you for that. I feel like I'm talking to a military person cause I'm, I'm like so touched by what you do. Um, oh. we need you. Do you know what I mean? Like we need you. So I just, yeah, I, 
I am really passionate and really thankful to get to do the work that I do. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. I hate, you know, I hate that it's one of those things that we live in a world that we even have to right. have those programs, but it's like, man, we do. And so we've got to, we've got to offer the best. Let's step up. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Multifaceted. That's so, and that's about. the thing, like they're mm-hmm. so different. Those, those, yeah. as you said, the skill sets are completely different and it's just, it's just amazing. Like how you just, you can do it all. You really yeah. can. I love it. You know, it's funny. I, I'm very quick to tell people, which this is kind of another thing too. I'm very quick. People are like, I don't know how you do it on. I'm like, first of all, yeah. I don't. Right. I, I love my work. And so that's what I do. But I pay someone to clean my house. I know. I mean, yeah. I, sometimes I feel bad admitting that because I'm like, it's just my husband. And I, and I don't really have like, I don't have kids running around or anything yet. But you know, things like that. And then it's like, I used to cook a lot more. Now mm-hmm. we order from a meal prep place. So I, you know, I tell people, I'm like, I do not do it all. Trust me. Um, because I, you know, you like will hear interviews and you'll talk to people and they kind of like wear this badge of honor of like, oh yeah, I do it all. And they say, oh, like I'm super organized or something. And it's like, no, you don't. And it's okay to admit that you don't. It just makes other people feel, I think, less than and not good enough. So yeah. yeah. I feel like if you scratch the surface, you'll realize very quickly that nobody could possibly, nobody could do it all. There's not enough hours in the day, right? Like there just isn't. I read this article once with, from Shonda Rhimes, who obviously Uh is like the queen of TV. (laughs) I watch all of her shows. I love her. And there, she's like, I get this question all the time. Like, how do I do it all? And she's like, I don't, I have writers. I have a team. If I'm writing an episode, I miss my kids rehearsal. Like I can't do, I can't be everywhere. And so take a little pressure off yourself. Cause you know, no one can, not even Shonda can do it yeah. all. okay well right. and this ties into the whole highlight reel thing of like yes. just assuming that that person's life is just only what you're seeing mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like of course it's not and I commend you for like sticking to your genius and outsourcing the rest because yes. if more people did that this world would function at such a higher capacity yes. if everyone wasn't trying to be good at everything and you just really yeah. honed in on what you were naturally good at and gifted at like Mm-hmm. This would be a totally different game that we'd be yeah. playing here. Oh, Agreed. Yeah. Yep. And actually, what the things that you do, they do go together because it's reminding me of myself. Like, if you look at, if you zoom out, bo- all of the work that you're doing is to help people like heal mm-hmm. or feel mm-hmm. better, and it's just like different ways of doing like yeah. that. Whether it's nursing or whether it's teaching mm-hmm. about relationships or whatever, like that's the same as me. Like, I'm a cosmetologist by trade. Uh-huh. I do hair two to three days a week. I work long shifts. And then the rest of the week I'm blogging, writing, hosting a retreat, whatever it is. And yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. How things that can seem totally different have a way of fitting together and really serving. Yeah. Yeah. Really serving people in a unique way. Yes. Let's dive into this mm. highlight reel situation. Um, yes. Can you tell um, maybe let's get vulnerable and we'll go around in a round table and kind of share. Oh, Kelsey loves a round table. <laughs> I love a good love round, round table. <laughs> and we're going to share some of the things that people probably don't know are going on in our life or something that we're not posting on social media that's happening just to expose that like nobody's perfect, not even us. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Okay. So Here we're just we go. going right in. <laughs> Do you want to start it. Kels? Uh, yeah, I can start. 
Let's see. Honestly, lately I haven't been posting that much on social media just because I've been so busy and I'm in the middle of a huge move, which is like taking a lot of time and space and energy. And so I'm not getting on Instagram as much to like drop awesome downloads or whatever I normally do on Instagram. So if you're like, what happened to Kelsey? I'm just living my real life over here. That's all that happened. Um, But let's see. Like this morning, my boyfriend and I, I was like mad at him. But of course, I'm not gonna like go on my store and be like, I'm mad at him, you know? Mm-hmm. But like in my yeah. mind, it doesn't make our relationship any less perfect. But if you go on my Instagram and you see pictures of them, you're probably like, they probably never fight. They're so happy. Yeah. And it's like, we are so happy. But of mm-hmm. course, we have disagreements. Of course, we have ruffles, you know? Like, of course, there's moments where we're annoyed with each other. Like, that's mm-hmm. normal. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to jump on that one too. Like I just had a disagreement with my husband today. It's, and it doesn't mean you love, it's like a weekly thing, but we are like best friends. You know what I mean? Like, and I, and I explain it to my kids this way because they'll hear us like not agreeing about something, but we don't, Mm -hmm. we never yell. We never name call. Like those are big no-nos. Like we just, we're not those people. We just don't do that. But my kids will be like, why are you and daddy talking like that? I'm like, well, we're annoyed with each other. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you, do you love your brother? Yes. Do you get annoyed with him sometimes? Yes. Are you still going to love him after? Yes. I'm like, okay, we're family. We're going to get annoyed with each other. We're going to probably like anytime yeah. I ever had a roommate, anytime I ever had to be in close quarters with somebody and like share habits or really have a spotlight on how they live and how I live. And maybe that's different. Um, you have disagreements, you fight best friends. I had so many best friends. We'd have so many blow up fights in high school, you know, high school. And we would never, never going to talk to you again, you know? (laughs) And then a week later, we'd be like best friends again. That's how Mm. relationships work. Unfortunately, in high school, they're super dramatic. But you know, I just explain it to my kid, like, you know, you're going to get annoyed with each other. You're going to get annoyed with me sometimes, you Mm -hmm. know, but I still have to be your mom and you're still going to love me because I feed you. But, uh, (laughs) You know, that kind of thing. But yeah, we do. We disagree probably like it's like a weekly thing, especially when it comes to like before I've had my coffee. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a morning person. So I'm going to probably be short and he's going to read me wrong and then it's going to be a thing. But um, but we love each other so much and we always want the best and we always have each other's back and we always want to know the person better. And I think that is the key. Um, and then the other thing is my house is always a mess. Always. It's just always a mess. There's always Legos somewhere. There's always food on the stove that I didn't wipe off. <laughs> and I do, I did, I do sometimes pay someone to clean my house, but I can't justify it all the time. Like I just, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to plan for someone to come in. Cause you have to clean before you clean. I don't know if oh, anyone yeah. knows this, yeah. but you have to like at least declutter before they get here. Yes. And so I'm just like, do I have time? <laughs> if I had time to declutter, I need to call you. But so sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Right now I'm not. And so my house mm-hmm. is a mess. That's what people should know, which is why I don't always share pictures of my house. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's just messy all the time. Uh-huh. Anyway, oh, yeah. you go, Meredith. I love it. <laughs> I would say something people probably don't know about recently. Well, so we, we did announce that I'm pregnant last week. And so I feel like that was something that I was like in the throes of the first trimester. Yeah. was sick, tired all the time. Um, and, you know, I mean, along with that too, it's like, you are all of a sudden raging hormones and I would just like lose my mind some days at my husband. And I would know, yeah. I would like have this out of body experience. It's like, well, yep. I need to calm down. I am, this is really way too much right now. 
but whatever it was just like struck something in me. Um, but then something else too, it's ironic. We actually, this went live on social media last week too, but my husband, he is like the quintessential entrepreneur and is always like every few years starting a new business. It's a new venture. And so since, oh gosh, I don't even know time's running together, but he's been, we've been in like the hardcore startup phase for his new business, which just went live, um, last week on Tuesday. And so that's another thing too, that it's like, you know, there, there wasn't a lot to talk about on social media when it comes to that. Um, and it's a medical house calls business. So it's not something like super sexy or cool to (laughs) like talk about. Um, but you know, that was something too, that, you know, we were, we've lived the startup life before and we kind of like, we're back at square one and he was working long days and it was kind of like, you know, you respond to emails and you, you know, take phone calls and we kind of, we've lived this rhythm enough now that we kind of, we kind of know what this season looks like, which I'm really thankful for. Um, Cause I look back to like our first time around when he made a career change and went on his own and like startup life the first time was just a disaster. Um, and I'm very thankful for how we've grown and what we've learned and how he's grown and, um, you know, just his knowledge of business and kind of living that startup life. But I think that's something else too, that even when, you know, even when you don't have this time around, the financial stress has not been nearly as much, which we're really thankful for. Um, But it's like, even when, you know, even when there's those pieces in place that make it not quite as stressful, any season of transition or launching is going to take a lot of time and energy um, and, you know, put some constraints on your relationship. And so I think that's something else too, that in the last few weeks and months, that's not been on social media. And so really the only people that knew about it were the people that were kind of the ones that we live life with um, on a daily basis and talk about. Um, So, I mean, yeah, I would say that's, that's kind of it. That's the biggest one. I think people fight, man. (laughs) They just do. People are going to fight. Um, And it's okay. Yes. We would have fights about, you know, how much he was working. And it was one of those things that it's like, why are we doing this again? We've done this before and it's not productive, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's just one of those things that it's like, we would fight about how much he's working. And then we'd fight about, Mm -hmm. you know, finances six months from now. And then like when the baby comes (laughs) and it's like, (laughs) oh my gosh. Um, But it's all coming from a good place. It all is. Usually it's all coming from a good place. It just gets distorted and then you get defensive and things happen. And I love that you mention it as a season because two things happen in my experience with people and including myself, you know, when, when you're fighting or when you're having just like a, what they call a rough patch, you (laughs) lean too hard into it and assume it's going to be like this forever. And so why would I even try? Or you try to ignore it, right? And Uh and pretend everything's fine and nothing's going wrong rather than acknowledging this is a season that we're in and Mm -hmm. let's just ride it out and do the best we can. And it will, you know, it will come to an end at some point and we'll just have Mm to hang in there, you know, like hang in there, do the best you can and remember, you know, the love that you have. Um, I love that. I like the the word season. I think that more people need to acknowledge the season you're in. And Mm -hmm. that's business, that's personal, that's relationships, that's everything. You're always in a season. Speaking of personal development and living your best life, BetterHelp is here to help you by connecting you online with therapists and counselors that are licensed and professional and really awesome. I used BetterHelp before 
when I was healing from a breakup and my therapist was so insightful, really kind, really loving, held great space for me. And I got to meet up with her every week via a video chat that was secure on BetterHelp. And I was able to chat with her and she could send me links to different books that I should check out. And it was really great. I loved it. BetterHelp is also really cool because they are one of the only places where you can access so many different types of therapists from all over the world. So let's say in your area, if there's not someone who specializes in what you need or want, chances are there is one of those on BetterHelp who they can pair you with after a short quiz once they know what your goals are and what you're looking for. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit betterhelp.com slash V-I-B-I-N. That's better H-E-L-P dot com slash vibin and join over the one million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Now, if you guys want this special offer, which is 10% off your first month, use the code betterhelp.com slash V-I-B-I-N. Yeah, I think that's one thing that's been really big for us, you know, in kind of the ebb and flow of seasons is recognizing what are those what are those issues that continually come up and what do we need to pay attention to that it's like oh maybe I need to lean in here and do some personal Mm -hmm. work here or maybe we need to go to therapy and work on this issue versus like what is just kind of like the acute stress response that we're feeling right now because of this season and so it's like sifting those out and doing the work the real work that's there to do and then just letting the other things go um which can get which can be challenging because like you said sometimes it's easier to take on this you like you get stuck in this you know ditch in your mind and you're like oh my gosh everything's horrible like we suck our marriage sucks life sucks like this is never going to work and it's like okay that is really dramatic and also not true or you're just like trying to sweep it under the rug and not acknowledge the real things that are there that it's like maybe there are some patterns that are contributing to our conflict in this season or added stress in this season so it's like what do we need to pay attention to and then what do we just need to you know, let go of for right now, realizing that it's temporary and, and it'll pass. That's such a great question. What do we yeah. need to hold on? What do we need to focus on? And what can we just let go of? Oh, mm-hmm. let yourself off the hook. Like I love yeah. that. Oh yeah. And as we're talking about relationships and social media and the highlight reel, like how many examples can we come up with right now of like that perfect celebrity couple? And you're like, they're so great. They look so good together. They look so happy. Oh my, oh my gosh, they're so rich. And then like a week later, they're going bankrupt. Yeah. They're getting divorced. Yes. So-and-so has been yeah. cheating on them for six months. Like yeah. it yeah. never, yeah. you just can't assume things about people's yeah. lives. Like I used to look at Julianne Huff and her husband and I'd be like, oh my God, they have the perfect marriage. They always work out together and they're so mm-hmm. conscious and so loving and then they fucking got a divorce and I was like well everything's wait they did end up getting a divorce I think so I just last I knew they were just quarantined separately yeah because they didn't like each other that much situations (laughs) I know and and I'm trying I tried not to read into it because I'm like maybe they are just telling the truth and they just like got separated you know by the quarantine and they're just cool but if they did get divorced I was like hmm should have read into it because if I were Mm -hmm. to read into it I'd be like these guys are gonna split up all the best to them, you know, but it happens, you know, yeah. you can't expect to be happy all the time, especially when there's you know, so many eyes on you. Yeah. Social I think media. You, <laughs> yes. I think, um, 
I'm very quick to tell people if they're like, oh my gosh, your marriage seems so perfect. I'm like, well, it's not. Let me tell you like, you know, a few things here and there. And this is why it's not Let me perfect. tell you and what I my husband does. To- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or let me tell you what I just like bitched him out about this morning. We are definitely not perfect. But, you know, I try to be even, you know, with like respecting privacy and respecting like the intimacy of our relationship. I try to be transparent about yeah. that on, on, you know, our podcast, on my blog, on social media, that it's like, yeah, marriage is amazing and it's so great to have your best friend, but it's also a lot of work and it requires that you lean in together and it's not always going to be, you're going to have seasons that are really rough um, Mm -hmm. and seasons that cause like a lot of refining work in you, um, but it's totally worth it. And I think, I think social media has created this world that, um, it's so easy to look at other people and kind of label them as like, oh, they have the perfect marriage or their life is so adventurous. It's so fun. They've got the perfect career or whatever. And then, you know, something big happens, like the divorce happens or, you know, they get fired or they lose their job because of coronavirus or something like that. And, and it feels very, it feels like you kind of feel like you get whiplash and you're like, wait, I thought it was this way. And I was, um, I actually was at the, we were at the beach this summer with some friends the week that um, it came out about Rachel Hollis's divorce. And so we were talking about it because we've both So many bombshells for me today. (laughs) I did not know that either. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But we both have like, you know, read her books, you know, she's kind of, she's, it's actually Kelsey. So that's hilarious. Um, She's the one that connected us, but Kelsey Chapman. And so we were talking about it and it was like, it was one of those things that it felt so shocking to everyone who was their mm-hmm. followers. And, and I think social media, that's kind of another thing. It's created this strange sort of relationship that we feel like we're friends with people and we know them, but right. we don't really know them in real life. So we feel like we can like insert our opinion or, you know, like, I don't know, somehow they owe us an explanation or something when it's like, you know what, it's your personal life. You don't owe me anything. Um, but there, but her following was so blindsided by it and they were really angry and they were like, you guys, you know, y'all hold like conferences on marriage. You write about this in your book. You talk about this all the time. You know, you like are giving people marriage advice. And then the whole time or for the last three years, it sounds like something horrible has been going on. And now you guys are getting a divorce. And so I think, I think it's so easy to, to fall into this place of, oh, everything is perfect. Their lives are great. And then it's not, and something, you know, something hits the fan and it kind of yanks yeah. you back to reality of like things aren't always what they seem. And um, it's kind of, a, I think a good personal check too, of like, what am I projecting out there? I was talking to someone the other day and they were like, yeah, I sometimes like my, who I, my life on Instagram better than I like my real life. And, mm. and we laughed and joked about it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I can say the same thing that my life, my Instagram life looks probably a lot better than my real life some days because I don't post pictures of my dirty house or I don't post pictures after my husband and I got in a fight or something. And so, um, but it, you know, it is, I think it's a good check for all of us is like, what yeah. are we, is what we're posting, you know, not that we have to post pictures of our messy house or not that you know, <laughs> hit record, like, babe, we're about to fight. Right. Or not that we, we have need to, to like it. Instagram live <laughs> yeah. our fights. Cause I think that's like <laughs> on a different level, but you know, it's like, are we, is, you know, is what we're, is what we're posting for the world to see is that an accurate representation of who we are and what we're about and and some yeah. some resemblance of our real life Ooh, so. Kelsey how is your feed different than your real life mm, it's just more like clean 
but I was going to say my clean, real yeah. life is like <laughs> feels just as good as my Instagram life. Um, cause I feel really happy and fulfilled and grateful. And then when I do look at my feet, I'm like, look at all these awesome things. Like my life is amazing. Like that's true. Really happen. Yeah. And it yeah. definitely makes me feel excited and grateful. And I do try to be as authentic as I can. Yeah. And like when I'm having vulnerable, mm-hmm. vulnerable days, I do try and share lessons, even if I'm not wearing makeup or even if I just mm-hmm. cried or whatever it is, yep. like a lot of, that is true. She does. She comes my, on with cry um, face. Mm-hmm. I love it. A lot of my Instagram stories are me like straight in the morning when my best ideas come or right before bed. I'm mm-hmm. like hardly yeah. ever wearing makeup. And I'm like, fuck, why do they always come when I'm not ready? But it's fine. <laughs> why God created filters. Okay? <laughs> yes. Luckily, I have like great skin, so it usually works out yeah, you fine. Do. But <laughs> yeah, it's like. I actually really love my life more than my Instagram page, but Good. it's, it's mm-hmm. funny that you brought up that point of like people being mad at her for giving marriage advice and then her marriage quote unquote failed. Like, first of all, you don't know if it actually failed just because it ended. That doesn't mean the relationship yeah. was a failure Two, mm-hmm. It's like you, that's like that cancel culture, right? Like, Oh, your marriage didn't work out. So now everything you have to say about marriage is invalidated. It's like, no, it's not. She probably does have a lot of good advice on marriage and she probably did figure out a lot of things. And ultimately we teach what we need to learn. So maybe Mm -hmm. she was so like, um, into learning and teaching marriage stuff because that's what she's been going through. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. that's so dumb. I think for people to be mad, like I remember one time I went through a breakup and I got some nasty emails from people like, how Mm. can you teach people to manifest Ah. the love of your life when you just went through a breakup? Like clearly you can't. I was like, bitch, first of all, do you know how many (laughs) loves of my life I've manifested? And they were all awesome aside from like when they ended, but just because a relationship ended, ends doesn't mean it wasn't what you needed or it wasn't good or it wasn't valuable. So well, to me that's and like I would I was gonna say it's when you first brought it up, Meredith, um the the relationship. I don't know what the details are, um, mm-hmm. or like why they got divorced. But for me, it would be like if I followed her for relationship advice and then this happened, I would almost feel like I'm following a millionaire who turned out living in his mom's basement or something. Yeah. That's how I would feel initially. But Kelsey, you made a great point saying that just because it ended not ideal doesn't mean she didn't have a great marriage. Maybe it started out really well. Maybe she yeah. learned a lot. Maybe they just evolved into different people and that happens. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, you're going to not be the same person in 10 years or five right. years or one year that you are today. So who knows? Who knows? Just enjoy, you know, just enjoy the days. But I do like Kelsey that you voiced that because if you hadn't, then I'd still be sitting here thinking, mm, fraud, but <laughs> that's just my barbarian knee-jerk reaction but I like that you brought a voice to it because I remember that when you were getting all that stupid stuff from people because you don't know why it ended yeah you don't know that she's bad at marriage you don't know anything (laughs) because you're not inside her life yeah and they don't owe it to you to tell you exactly right or your place which I think is you know it's one of the like blessings and the curses of social media is that like you end up feeling weirdly connected to people that you've never met before. Um, And it's like, you don't even know them in real life. And, you know, I think it's one of those things too, that it really, I think it really calls us to a place of grace and humility. And Mm -hmm. rather than casting judgment on other people, really looking at looking like kind of turning the, 
instead of holding the magnifying glass up to other people's lives and scrutinizing, you know, their decisions and their lifestyle, it's really, you know, I think an invitation to turn the mirror back on ourselves and be like, how am I living? What are some areas that I may not be, you know, completely truthful with, you know, myself or with other people? How can I show up more authentically? Um, And really, you know, I think understanding that just as much as they are human and things like divorce and illness and Mm -hmm. job failures pervade other people's lives, they're part of ours as well. And they're part of our stories. And so it's like, if we, you know, if we are, we're just as human as they are. And I think there's so much in this world that we like weirdly hold people up on these pedestals, but then when they fall, we just want to like clobber them and like destroy them even more. And it's like, you know, you know, when we fall and we fail in our own lives, what we long for is someone to just come alongside of us and help us back up and walk with us in a season of healing and growth and restoration. But, you know, it just so easily becomes this platform where we're just pointing fingers and, you know, you know, yeah, I have to hope that we're evolving as human beings and consciousness and all that stuff. But we've been doing this since we since he, since since the dawn of man <laughs> when we had the the coliseums and people were fighting lions and we were cheering mm-hmm. them on or when the witch trials happened and we were throwing yeah. stuff at the women who were about to die or yeah. like any kind of execution there's a crowd of people like waiting yeah. for it to happen I don't get it. I don't even think if I were way, way back then, I'd be like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, I just, yeah. who knows? But I don't, it's, I don't understand that. Why, yeah. why do you need to bring your voice into a situation that's already so hard? Also, mm-hmm. nobody asked painful you. and nobody asked you. <laughs> right. Nobody likes unsolicited hey. advice. Okay. And yeah. I know our listeners are, are completely on our team with this. Like, what is it about humans that need to Clob, as you said, clobber when we're when they're already down. Like why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Just Does like it make you feel ego. better? Yeah, it's just yeah. an ego thing, honestly. Of like, oh, this person's life is shit, so like I got it more figured out or whatever it is. I Ugh. think it's. I think no, it's I'm getting like all hot, whole... you guys. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> getting all hokey into this like <laughs> nasty comparison spiral yeah. because comparison I mean it's just ugly whatever it it doesn't matter it's just ugly because it leads to one of two things it either leads to pride or despair you look yep. at someone else's life mm-hmm. and you think oh I'm so much better my marriage is so much more put together you know my kids yeah. are better behaved I'm more successful in my career or you fall into despair and you think oh my gosh my relationship sucks I'm not as successful in my career my home will never look like that yeah. and it's like either place is a really okay. ugly place to be and so it's like how do we you know, how do we get out of that? And how do we live, you know, more wholly and authentically and not, not stuck in this nasty place all the time? So how do we teach us? <laughs> oh, please. Um, Cause it's a uh, trap, no matter which, what are you expecting to get out of it? Despair yeah. or, or pride? Well, and which, you know. it also like comparison always leads to separation because the yeah. question literally is, how am I different from this person? Yes. And that's what you're comparing when what leads to unity and compassion and understanding is how am I the same as this yep. person? Yeah. And that's oh, yeah. when you bring yourself together and bridge the gap. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Any tips on <laughs> dropping the comparison game? <laughs> I, um, I'll send you guys the link if you had to share it in your show notes, but I just, I finally put together, it's this little tool that I've used for a while now for myself. Um, but it's just kind of like, it's six little steps that, you know, they can take as little as 30 seconds or it can, you know, you can spend more time being more reflective and intentional about it. 
Um, but especially as it pertains to social media, because I think it's really easy. That is such a catalyst to get mm-hmm. stuck in that comparison. Um, but the first, I think the first step is just stopping. And sometimes you don't even realize that you are in, that you've fallen into this subconscious scroller. Sometimes you don't even realize that you're like looking at a feed or you fell into like the hashtag hole of something that is like really putting you in a place of discontentment and um, and comparison. And so the first thing is just stopping it. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, you know, as physical as putting your phone down and getting up and going in a different room and I will do this. I'll put my phone down. I'll go do a little laundry, do some dishes, take my dog for a walk down the street, um, just to physically reset and get away. And because I think there's something really powerful about just about stopping and, and changing our, our physical environment. Um, And then the next part is challenge, challenging um, what kind of beliefs you've allowed to creep in. So it's, you know, for me, a lot of times it's, am I believing that I'm not good enough and I'm not smart enough and I'm not skinny enough and I'm not successful enough? What it is it, what is it about other people's lives or these pictures or whatever that's causing me to think that something about me is not good enough or doesn't measure up? Um, It's kind of like what, what beliefs, kind of like we talked about with the comparison, what are these beliefs that are causing me to fall into a place of pride or despair? And how is that separating me from people? Because Kelsey, like you said, comparison is, is how am I different? And compassion is how are we the same? And so it's like, if you're constantly looking at how you're different, you're never going to experience the connection that we all deeply were created for and long for as humans. Um, And so I think really challenging those beliefs, which, you know, that's something that can be pretty quick and you might recognize off the bat, especially if you struggle, you know, in particular with body image or feeling like you're, you know, if you struggle with comparing yourself to other people's relationships, I feel like everyone kind of has like those, those kind of top two or three things that it's like, oh yeah, that's my easy go-to pitfall that I know that I fall into. Um, and it's something that you can pretty easily and quickly do it, or, you know, you can spend more time thinking and reflecting on it and challenging those beliefs. Um, and then the third part, so that I should have said this in the beginning, but the whole six steps are an acronym that create the word scroll. So it's stopping the scroll. Um, but then the next one is redirect. So once you've identified those beliefs and those thoughts, how do you redirect them? What are the new narratives and the truths that you begin to rewrite into those. Cause I, and I think that that's really, it can seem kind of simple, but it's really powerful heart and a head work that you're rewiring these thought processes and these pathways, these neuropathways in your brain that have become really reflective to go down and you're rewiring these places um, in your head and kind of refining these places in your heart that can get to like just really icky places that are not it's not who you want to be. It's not in alignment with who you are and your values, but it's just, it's just so easy to slip into it. Um, so redirecting is a third part. And then for me, the next one's kind of big observing. I just, I'm kind of like a fast moving person. I kind of go to one thing to another. So if I have to sit down and think about something for a while, it feels very painful. Um, (laughs) but for me, I always try to observe what does this cost me? And I think our physical time is something that getting stuck in the scroll, it costs us how it is so easy to lose 15 minutes of your life at a time here and there. And you know, I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago and she was like, you know, I finally started um, timing every day, how much time I spent on social media. And she was like, I was shocked. And what I did was, you know, I would, I set 15 minutes and I could have 15 minutes on it a day. And she said, I'm going to use that other time to 
take online courses and listen mm-hmm. to audiobooks and podcasts and things like that. She was like, my life is so much richer and fuller and happier. And she's like, cause I'm not on social media nearly as much. She's like, but I'm also learning and growing and expanding my mind. And, um, and so I think that's a big one observing what is, what does it cost you? Has it cost you your physical time? Has it cost you? Um, I think we all work really hard to cultivate contentment and gratitude in our lives. And it is, that's the first thing. I mean, that currency right there is the first to get depleted and spent when you fall into the scroll and start you know, comparing yourself. So it's like, what does this cost me in terms of my contentment and gratitude? I think so many people, you know, have underlying mental health issues. And I think the pandemic has just blown that out of the water even more. So if you baseline struggle with anxiety or depression, observing how that contributes negatively to it. Um, you know, that's something that I, um, I've had really acute seasons of depression and, there is a huge correlation bef- between the more time that I spend on social media, the more screen time that I have, the worse that I feel in those seasons. And, um, and it, I've, I've been, it was one of those things that about four years ago, I went on medication for it and I take a low dose antidepressant every day. And it's something that for my lifestyle, it works very well. Um, I hope to not be on it forever, but it's one of those things that is like for this season of life, that's, that's where I am. And it really, I think helps, that along with, I, I'm a, it's funny being in the medical field, I'm trained in Western, in Western medicine, but I'm also a huge proponent of like holistic health. And mm-hmm. also what, like, what can we do in terms of like heart work and head work to contribute to this as well? I don't think that popping a pill is going to solve anyone's problems. And while there's huge benefits and advantages, it's like, what, what can you use in conjunction together to really um, address these issues. And so, um, I think anxiety and depression for people, it just compounds that. So observing how, how it, you know, worsens your anxiety, worsens your depression. Um, and then, you know, just what, kind of all those areas, what's it costing you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Um, and then the last two, um, L is for let go, um, letting go of those beliefs of those thoughts that have popped up and kind of, kind of like redirecting them to truth, letting go of anything that you've held that you kind of these, yeah, these beliefs that hold you back, letting go of them, um, so that you can live in the fullness. And then the last one is just live. And I think that is, it sounds really kind of silly and cliche, but it's, but it's, you know, to stop living through the highlight reel of someone else's life or stop living behind, you know, the, your own curated feed and the projected, images that you post for people and actually get into your own life. Because I think, I think we all can attest to the fact, Kelsey, I love that you said this earlier. You were like, I love my own life. And, and I agree with that too. I, I love my own life too. And I'm actually on Instagram a lot less these days because honestly, it's just really boring to me. I love my life. I love playing with my dog, hanging out with my husband, going to the gym with my friends, hanging out, writing. I love my work. And it's like, that all like social media, being on social media, it takes time away from me doing those other mm-hmm. things. It makes me so much happier when I'm doing those things. I feel so much better. I laugh. I find joy. I find contentment and fulfillment. And so it's like, how do you wake up to the everyday life in front of you, no matter how fun or exciting or just everyday boring and mundane it may be? Because um, it's really beautiful. And, you know, it's it, it's all you get. And I think any of us that have been 
that have felt the sting of loss pretty close to home, whether that's um, a family member or a friend, you realize the brevity of life and you're like, yes. oh my gosh, I cannot squander my time and waste my days away. And you don't want to get to the end and look back and think, oh shoot, a lot of my days were filled with Netflix and Instagram stories mm -hmm. and TikTok. And, um, you know, I'm, I, and I'll say this, I am not one of these people that's like, oh, you know, boycott social media, cancel all of your accounts. Like, I think that social media is very much a part of our life. And it's not something that we should just, it's not figuring out how to live without it. It's figuring out how to live with it, yeah. um, but live in a balanced way and live in a way that, um, that really allows us to be present to our own lives and not just stuck in this, in this scroll. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, those are kind of, those are kind of, that's the overarching thing. But then I think it also too, it translates into little practices, little daily practices, or even things that we do on a weekly basis um, that kind of keep, that keep me in check and keep me away from my phone a little bit more. I am, my husband and I fell into, I'm sure other people did this too. We fell into a real nasty rut during quarantine because, you know, after weeks of being at home every night, you're just like, what in the world else is there to do? And what so is we there? Went, yeah. And so like, I'm not, I'm not a big TV person. He kind of is, but like, we don't really watch a lot of TV together because we just can't ever agree on anything. But we would just like, we would turn on the TV at night and then we both sit on the couch on our phones and not speak for hours. And finally I was like, okay, this has got to change because we're staying up too late. We are bored with the conversation. We're, we're bored and we're not even having conversation. And so I started, um, y'all will remember this because we were alive back in the day, but when you had a home phone that actually hung up on the wall. And so if you wanted to use it, you had to walk into the kitchen or wherever it was, talk on the phone and then hang it up and walk mm -hmm. away. You didn't have it as accessible. And so I started coming home at night from work and putting my phone on the charger and leaving it there. And it was like, if I needed to text someone or call someone, I would go to my room and do that and then leave my phone there. And it was really funny. I mean, it wasn't funny. It was kind of like sad and alarming how much it was like, oh my gosh, we're actually <laughs> talking, alarming. we're playing games. We're like, yeah. you know, going on a walk with our dog, like these things that kind of ended up brightening up our day and creating more times for interaction. Um, when before we were just sitting there looking at our phones and um, something else that we've implemented recently is um, a cell phone free Sunday, which Oh, yeah. It's like kind of, we're still early in it. So it's still kind of a little bit hard. Um, but we're Sundays. We just, we don't really have our cell phones. We'll, you know, if we're going to be out and about, we'll have them with us, but we're not, they're not out. We don't really text people. We don't get on social media. Um, our families know if they need to get a hold of us, they can call us and we'll answer. But um, that even has just created so much time and mental margin and space that you just don't realize it's so cluttered all the time um, yeah. with your cell phone and with social media. So those are a, two, a few really like practical nitty gritty things um, that we've incorporated and that have been really, really great in that aspect. So I like that yeah. you put it in another room. I sometimes will do that, but like it just needs to charge. So it'll just be there. Yes. And I get, I'm like, this is me. I'm like sitting on the couch, like watching TV because I'm a huge TV person. I'll uh -huh. look, remember, I look back at the TV, I look. Oh, no. Okay. Look. And uh -huh. I'm like so fidgety. I'll look to the other side. Nope. It's yeah. charging. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, it's yes. so hard. I'm like, cause it, I don't yeah. even want to get up. Like I don't want to get up and like go get my phone. Yeah. I want to like, I find myself and I know all of us and everyone listening has probably done this at least one time. 
you, you won't even realize that you've picked up your phone, scrolled to Instagram, and now yes. you're on and you're like, how did I get here? <laughs> like yes. what happened? And yes. so like, I've had to move my Instagram, my, all my social media to like the last page of my phone so that I have to look for it. And hopefully I'll like register that I'm looking for it yes. and I'll not do it. Um, but then I just got used to it being there. So then I, it didn't change anything. So <laughs> I've heard of people like deleting it off the phone, which is mm-hmm. a good, like just for the weekend, just delete it off yeah. and then you get it back on Monday or whatever. Um, I mean, yeah, find what works for you, but you got to do something. Cause I will say this, if my phone is dead and it's just not on, or like I it's in another room or whatever, I actually get very, it's almost like a weight's lifted. If you are someone who is on the self-love journey and you want to feel more empowered, to feel more confident, to feel more kind to yourself, to integrate the parts of you that you've disowned or pushed away or deemed bad, quote unquote. Um, I'm hosting a radical self-love retreat coming up in Mexico on the beach, Puerto Vallarta is where we're going, um, 2021. And I am enrolling women right now. The women who are already signed up are fabulous and amazing. This is going to be a life-changing retreat for whoever comes. And I can already tell that there's definitely going to be a big aspect of connection and soul tribe that's created. So if you're wanting to connect with like-minded people in paradise, learn how to up-level in the self-love arena, and you want to have six days of fun in Mexico with me, doing some healing work, doing some energy work, doing some yoga, playing in the ocean, parasailing, um, riding ATVs through the mountains, laying out by the pool, tarot card readings, like all of it, then check it out at kelseyaida.com forward slash retreat, and I hope to see you there. Yeah, if if you unplug or if you just don't, pay attention to it for a little while. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I went the whole day, you guys. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. what? And yeah. it does, it feels really, really good. So if you can fit that in somewhere, I like cell phone free Sundays. Um, also, this is random because you said like, we don't really like, we got bored. And I know a lot of people probably do this in the pandemic, especially there's this company called, what is it called? Happily, I think it changed to where it's basically like this subscription date box that they send to you. And these, it's the little date in a box. Like sometimes there's canvases and you guys will have a paint party. Sometimes there's like, we've gotten before this like bar set and they'll, it's mm-hmm. like a booklet of how to make certain drinks. I know you're pregnant, so whatever, but, <laughs> but, but after March, um, and then there's, there's like so many different ideas. There's a Christmas one where you decorate gingerbread men and there's cute. like, I mean, I they're that. really cheesy, but they're so cute. If you can yeah. just sit down with somebody and just like yeah. do these cute little silly dates and just you find yourself talking. Oh, there was one with the bar set that was like questions to ask pe- that you might not have ever asked your spouse. Yeah. And we've been married. We've been together almost 11 years. And some of these yeah. questions I was like, do you? have? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just never thought to ask. So they don't sponsor us, but they should. Um, I love that company. <laughs> it's so fun and it's so cute. So if you guys look into it, um, Datebox or Happily or something like that. There's a million of them now, but for a minute, oh, there were only a couple. Um, but yeah, I do like the idea of turning your phone off. Kelsey, do you ever do that? Like step away from your phone? I leave my phone at home all the time and I'll be out all day. Like on accident? No, on purpose. <laughs> Oh, this oh thing. I, I just love leave it at home. I love being without my phone. It's a great It's feeling. so fun sometimes. Like if I'm with my boyfriend and I just want to be present, I'll just leave my phone at home. And like if my family really needs to reach me, they'll probably be like, oh, she's just with Jeff and they'll just call him. Like, yeah. so I never worry about it. I'm like, I'm not going to miss anything important. And then I yeah. come home and I'm like, oh, there it is again. <laughs> I wonder if my husband would do cell phone free Sundays. 
Because my husband is the guy that always, always has the AirPod in his ear, listening to some <laughs> podcast or lis- watch, uh-huh. listening to some game or just like a TV show on his iPad. I'm like, you, how do you have time to pay attention to this? Like, I don't understand <laughs> it. So I wonder if I could get him to do that because I think that would be really interesting, especially for the kids, you know, just let's go a yeah. day. Let's play a board game. Yeah. We have so many board games that we haven't touched because yeah, because of cell phones yes. Yes. <laughs> and iPads and yeah. YouTube kids YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So anyway, you guys can fit it into your life. And I'm talking to the listeners now and the viewers, mm-hmm. um, do it. It feels good. And then, and maybe you've already done it before and you remember that feeling and you want to do it again. Maybe you already have a practice where you do it weekly. Um, mm-hmm. there's definitely no downside. And yeah, we, I mean, the comparison thing, I have definitely oh, been, yeah. I think that's that. what I'm going to title this episode. Cause we really focused on like how to finally stop or at least catch yourself in the midst of comparing yourself to other Mm -hmm. people on social media because we all do it it's impossible not to like have compassion for yourself that's fine but also just know that it's not all how it seems and there's no point in causing yourself inner turmoil from just making assumptions about other people's lives because something that really helps me and I used to do this with my anxiety because I used to have really high anxiety and I still am anxious, but I'm like mastering it. So one thing that I do with my anxiety is like when I have a speculation about the future because anxiety speculates, right? It's like, oh, this will probably happen or this will probably happen or this might go wrong or this could be bad. When Mm -hmm. that comes up in my mind, I just think, well, can I know that for sure? Like, is this actually a fact? And then I'm like, no, I can't know that for sure. And then I stop worrying about it because I question the thought, right? So with social media, I've been doing this and it's like, you look at someone's picture, they look so happy and it's like, well, can I know for sure that they're actually so happy? Can I know for sure that their relationship is perfect? Can I know for sure that five minutes before this, they weren't in a fight? Like you can't, and then you drop it right then and there. It's so much easier. So that's another little... Oh, you guys, you guys can steal my I tip. That. I don't know if it's as effective, but it works for me. If I <laughs> see, if I see, okay. So for example, I, we're talking about like ideal couples. I always picture like Emily Blunt and John Krasinski as like, so, so cute. Oh my God. Because they laugh together. They're so funny and they laugh together. And I'm just like, oh my God, they probably are so. So anyway, whenever I see somebody that I'm like, Ooh, they must have a better life or whatever. Mm-hmm. I always picture them. I don't know why. It just happens. But now I, I feel like probably I'm justifying it. But I picture them fighting with their spouse. Like, how do they argue? Do they argue in a healthy way? Because I know yeah. they do. Of course they do. So yeah. I'm like, what are, what's their fight style? What is their argument style? Like, how would they fight? You know? And it helps because then you're mm-hmm. picturing them as humans. <laughs> Yeah. Has like, just like you, they're human. And I, and literally to this day, and I, I'm being completely honest, I just do it. It's not something I'm like, let me think about them fighting. Like it just pops in my head because I'm a super, I don't know. I'm a super empathetic person. So I can put myself in a lot of situations, um, very, very easily, which is why I can't watch dating shows. Cause if I see someone sloppy kiss someone else, like I feel it. And it's so bad. It's like so bad. It's horrible and painful to do. But I always picture them fighting. So if it helps you, not the sloppy kiss, but if it helps you to picture someone <laughs> fighting to make them more human, because you know that they fight. We've already established that. If you're 
cohabitating with someone else, you're going to fight with them. You just are. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I do. It's not as like transcendent as Kelsey's, but it works for me. <laughs> <laughs> Any little tip is good. I feel like this conversation was so valuable and I really love all the tidbits that we've given everyone. So our prayer for everyone is to stop comparing themselves so much Give yourself a break. Realize that everyone's life has its imperfections. You're not getting the whole picture. And we're going to continue this conversation over on the Patreon, which is where we post all our extended episodes. But Meredith, before we leave our podcast peeps, is there any wisdom or insight or blessing that you would like to bestow upon the people as your parting words? Oh, man, that's a, that's a tall order. I don't know that I have any really wisdom or insight, but I just, my hope, um, for everyone. And I think it's, I think it looks different for everyone. So, you know, figure it out for yourself. It's okay if you, if it's a little messy at first and it takes some time, but figure out what it is in your own life that makes you feel alive. It makes you feel joy and gratitude and contentment and, um, Mm -hmm. and run after that because gosh, I just like, I feel like maybe it's my line of work. Maybe it's just, you know, having lost a couple, a couple friends within the last couple of years that were my age, that it's just like the brevity of life thing is so, it just feels like a daily thing that I'm reminded of. And our lives are so short here. And we just do not have time to be stuck in this mindless scroll comparing our lives, which is, there's so much beauty in life. And so that's just, that's my hope and my prayer and my dream for the world. And I'm a very idealistic person. And my husband tells me all the time, he's like, you you're going to change the world, but you also are very idealistic. Wait. And I'm like, I know, but it's totally possible. I'm like, we can totally do this. Um, so but, but yeah, so that's my, that's my stop comparing me. and think about how you're different. Think about how you're the same instead. Mm-hmm. Focus yeah. on how you're the same. Yes. Can't go wrong. Well, Meredith, thank you. We're going to keep going. Okay. So I have to say this for a little teaser for the Patreon. If you want to know how, okay, we did not color coordinate this episode, but check it out, guys. (laughs) We're all all wearing roughly the same thing. So if you want to know what it is, this is a super, (laughs) super cool spoiler, like teaser cliffhanger. (laughs) If you care about our wardrobe, go check out it on Patreon. Anyway, plus we're going to talk about way more cool stuff too. (laughs) oh man we love you guys have a great week we will see you next week as always and yeah quit that comparison game the time is now (laughs) bye thanks for listening we hope you love this episode if you love high vibe in it become a part of our patreon family you can support the show see the extended version of this episode get bonus content and access exclusive discounts head over to patreon.com slash high vibe to join We have tons of perks waiting there for you and we're always hanging out in there. So we hope to see you inside. Please feel free to share the show and help us spread the high vibes far and wide. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you feel inspired to leave a review, we always appreciate it. See you next week.